Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Episode 271, our best money-saving tips for 2023. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we're going rogue again with a special, special edition. I think we're going to call this uh, a special edition. And normally we will go through articles, but today we actually looked at the best money saving tips articles from around the web and uh we thought a lot of them were trash mm. just dumpster fires <laughs> dumpster fires on the internet you've never heard of that before yeah. right so no i don't want to say dumpster fires <laughs> they were the same regurgitated money saving tips that you have heard time and time again and if you want to read them there's great there's like 50 of them on every article they're all the same google best money saving tips. We have an we have a free ebook with 200 of them that you can download at frugalfriendspodcast.com/ebook. So we're not going to bore you on this episode with all of those regurgitated tips. What I can promise you is in this episode you will hear things that you have not heard before. That you will hear things that are not talked about in these articles or on other podcast episodes, probably our podcast episodes. If you've been a longtime listener, you will have heard them. If you are new, welcome. We're going to try and share things with you you haven't heard before. Ooh. That's our goal. Ooh, big promises. And you know us, we love to over-promise and under-deliver. Right. And <laughs> if you've actually listened to us for any amount of time, you know that that's a lie. We like to under-promise and moderately deliver. And that's... <laughs> what we're going to do today, hopefully over deliver, because this is what we're, I mean, this is what we're passionate about. This is what fires us up. And so much so that in addition to this episode, we are also going to be running a free one week spending makeover challenge. So we are hosting January 2nd through 6th, a free challenge. We're going to be offering daily live lessons uh, in a pop-up Facebook group so you can have some community during the week and to your inbox. So if you don't have Facebook, no problem. Or if you're listening to this after January 6th, no problem. You can still get it to your inbox. You get the replays. Uh, So the goal for this challenge is to help you save money in 2023, but not through methods that are going to save you $3 here, $10 there. We are going to give you in a week or less, well, you're going to give yourself in one week or less, a clear picture of your past spending a foundation to turn your spending from either mindless, impulsive, however you would describe it, to values-based spending that you can feel really good about that also doesn't bankrupt you. And then you're going to create a plan to move forward with values-based spending in a way that works for you, not in a way that someone says should work for you. And so that is a lot And that's what we're going to give you the framework for in this free challenge. So if you want to, we're going to give you a little introduction today with these money-saving tips. If you want more, 
then head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover. Uh, And if you're listening to this when it airs, we're doing the makeover live January 2nd through 6th. If you are listening to it after, don't worry. Still go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover. Get the replay of the entire challenge to work on and really just make 2023 a year that you take action. It's a great way to start the year off looking at finances and it's free. This whole thing is free, mm-hmm. which yeah, I love that word. It's my second favorite F Absolutely. word. I have a lot of favorite F words, and that's one of them. So if you are looking for other episodes to queue up after this, there are a lot. I think my favorite one would be episode 197, Our Best Money Hacks uh, with Lisa Rowan. That's actually a replay of the original interview that we did with her. It's one of our most popular episodes because she does give some really great money-saving hacks and money-making hacks. The hidden money one is... I think we get more emails about that one than any other thing that we talked, mm-hmm. we've talked about with the guest. Uh, so 197 is a really great one to queue up for after this. And this is the time where we'd normally go into our article headlines. But we don't have we don't have articles this week. No. Last week, we even had articles. We were going rogue with articles. This week, we've got nothing. And I, li- I wrote on this outline, no articles, going rogue, can't stop me, I'm pregnant. And this is where we are because we're making up our own best money-saving tips. These are straight from the Frugal Friends, uh, and they were not in any other article that we looked up. I love it. So we're just going to give them to yourselves. Your pregnant brain is mm-hmm. a wonderland and I'm here for it. So Thank here's you. our best tips, kind of a survey of the best the Frugal Friends has to give to you. And the first one is follow the 80-20 principle. For those of you who aren't familiar, that's the Pareto principle where we talk about how oftentimes 20% of your efforts represent 80% of your results. So why not focus on the 20% rather Mm -hmm. than kind of piddling away? And the way that this principle applies to our finances is instead of focusing, not that these are bad things, these are fine things to be considering, but rather than focusing all of our precious time and energy on the 100 hacks that save us $3 here and $10 there, why not focus on the decisions that have the biggest impact, the heavy hitters, the ones that can save us $100 here, $10,000 there. These are the areas that we're going to see the biggest impact to our finances. It's great to find coupons for free coffee. We do love that. But if we're talking about how do I save big money and we're looking at kind of the full year, right? It's the beginning of the year. So we're looking at this in kind of a a bigger, broader scope. It's going to be those larger decisions those more heavy hitters that we're going to want to focus on. And so those are the big five. What are the big Mm -hmm. five? Housing, transportation, groceries, taxes, and healthcare. These expenses, these five expenses make up approximately, for most of us, 72% of our monthly spending. And Often, these are the areas that are untouched, overlooked when it comes to people's quest to save money. But why not? Why are we not looking at the bulk of what makes up our monthly and annual spending? And so when we can find ways to cut expenses or save money on our housing, on our transportation, on our groceries, taxes, and healthcare, that's when we're going to see the actual massive impact that we want to see. It's not going to be in the coupon clipping and the the saving a few dollars here and there, it's going to be when we actually take a good hard look at what's making up the majority of my spending and what are some creative ways that I could decrease those expenses. Yeah. After almost five years of hosting Frugal Friends, we definitely do get the questions about groceries the most. And that's why you'll find the most episodes of these five on groceries because it's the one that people ask for the most. But if you're looking at how much you spend monthly on groceries, 
it's going to be right up there, if not maybe a little less than what you're paying monthly for housing or what you're paying monthly for transportation or taxes. Nobody really thinks about the ability. If you are on a standard deduction, a lot of people don't think about paying their taxes because they're like, oh, I can't write this stuff off. I just take a standard deduction. But there are things you can be doing to legally and ethically reduce your tax liability. And healthcare, health insurance is for many families, one of our largest expenses and something that should be talked about, you know, once a year, usually. In November, we had a, we interviewed Eileen Doherty about how we can make sure that we're paying the right amount for health insurance, that we're not paying too much, that we're not paying too little. So stuff like that Mm -hmm. is looking at these big expenses first. And we're not just looking at them, but we're trying to look at them first because so many of them are taken for granted. And these are the ones when you're looking to like shave expenses, which most of us are, you can only cut so much. And we know that like we're the frugal friends. We're not advocating for you not spending money at all. It's not a race to the bottom. That's why we take these things that may not fall directly into our values, you know, like the mortgage bill and the car loan. And we look at how we can shave off of those instead of trying to shave off the things that we do care about. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something we can do, but we believe it's secondary. It's easier to make that secondary to these big five. And so you will find in our backlog episodes on how to save money on housing, how to save money on transportation, especially our interview with uh, the car chick on saving money on your car purchase. We haven't done a lot on taxes because we're not specifically tax experts, but it is something that we want to do more of. But if you listen to any investing episode we do, we always, always emphasize the tax advantaged accounts. And you can find, you can definitely find that stuff in our membership, Frugal Friends Club. We have courses on that, um, but it is something we want to cover more on the show in the future. And then on healthcare, that episode with Eileen on health insurance. It's not open enrollment right now, but if you are switching jobs or have an event where you need to change health insurances, that's definitely one to listen to. So yes, start. Start with the big five. Start with the 80-20. And when you keep the 80-20 principle in mind, whenever you're looking to save money, it can make your decisions a lot easier to make. When you have the decision to, do I spend time clipping coupons, which I don't see anybody clipping coupons anymore, but scrolling rebate apps and clipping rebates. Uh, Do I spend my time there or do I spend my time looking for a bill to negotiate or uh, looking at a way maybe I can get rid of some of the stuff in my house so I can downsize to less square footage and save money? That's kind of that's the decisions we're trying to head into the direction of. So, yeah, that's the first one, 80, 80, 20 principle. The next one is something we talk about constantly. And if you are a listener of Frugal Friends, this will not surprise you. The next tip for biggest tip for saving money is to figure out what you value, because When you know what you value, you can spend without guilt on those things and say no to things that you don't value or that you may not be able to afford to value in this decision. Just like with the 80-20 rule, making it easier to make these decisions, knowing what you value, knowing your core values, the expenses you value, makes making decisions a lot easier. Yeah, I love how this, what we're going through here feels like a survey of what we've learned in the last five years of doing Frugal mm-hmm. Friends Pot, almost five years coming up on it. <laughs> and this right here to me personally is and has been the biggest pivot point in my own understanding of frugality. I've got a very close friend, one of my longest term, long, longest 
running friend. <laughs> Can you say it that way? Jenna Ball, shout out to you who, who's been listening to the podcast from its inception. And she noticed it too. She's like, there's been a bit of a pivot in the way that you all are talking about frugality. I don't totally see it because it's I'm in it and the changes mm-hmm. are happening for me as well. But the shift from just how do I decrease as many expenses as possible or just make money and hoard it, this kind of concept that typically is associated with frugality versus how do I create freedom for myself to spend in the areas that I want to spend to afford the things and the lifestyle that is meaningful and valuable to me and ruthlessly say no to the rest has given so much more freedom and permission and just a redefinition of frugality that I love. It has so resonated with me, with us, with I think our listeners as well. And it's not that kind of one size fits all. And and it also eliminates judgment on ourselves and on other people when we're able to give room for, yeah, you can spend as much as you want on going out to eat. I'm not going to judge you. It may not be my value, like aligned with my values may not be what I spend money on, but there's, there's not this kind of competition or judgment or shaming when, when it's not cookie cutter, when it's freedom Mm -hmm. and flexibility to define your values and make a spending plan around that. It's, this has been a mind, a pivotal mindset shift for me that I love. Yeah, because when we started, it was frugality really seemed like a race to the bottom. How can I get my spending to as little as possible so I can reach this arbitrary financial goal as quickly as possible? And that was really where we started the podcast. And and it has shifted to be this. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. To really like all, what other instance do you define like mastering something by not doing it at all? Like other than spending, people think spending well means either you spend everything you have plus maybe more or you spend nothing at all. And that is being good at spending. And I feel like, I mean, and this is why we 
we talk about the radical middle so much. It's not either or. It's somewhere in the middle. Spending money well means that you feel good about what you see on your bank statement and that it aligns with your current income and that you are you're content with it without becoming complacent. That you are working on always aligning your spending to what you value always either you know trying to increase or decrease your income to what's enough for the things that you value and really asking yourself can i look at my bank statement can i look at my checking account statement and say that i'm really i'm really happy with it it's it's really what i want and if you can't say that then frugality is for you like it's frugality is a skill that you should consider mastering. Uh, spending is a skill that everyone should consider mastering. <laughs> and some people think as spenders that, you know, that they are spenders and that means they've mastered spending. But but really everybody spends money and everybody should be saving money. So like we're not defined by what we do with money or what we have done with money. We are whole people. Like Jill, you say a lot. We are whole people. We spend, we save. The difference is um, it's it's positive when you're doing it in alignment with your values and it becomes limiting when you're not paying attention to your values and you're just spending in alignment with what social media is selling or what your friends are doing or what your family may be pressuring you to do. So when we let those outside factors influence where we spend money and not what we value, what our family, you know, what our immediate family values, that's where it becomes limiting. Mm-hmm. And so these are these are things we talk about in our spending makeover, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover, is how to establish this values-based spending. Because mm-hmm. it it is, it sounds like a great idea, but like it's easier theoretically than it is uh, to implement practically. Yeah. Yeah. How do I identify my values? How can I even make my money Mm -hmm. align with that? How does that help me long term? All these questions are great questions and and working (laughs) through it will help us immensely. I think one of the biggest barriers for people oftentimes with finances is that Oh, it feels constricting if I were to budget or have to look at my money. Like I would just prefer to do the things that I love. I don't want to have to say no to myself constantly, or I don't feel good at understanding finances. It feels over my head. Like those two things combined, I think, keep us from looking at it. And then we get this rush at the new year of, oh, but I do still spend money and I got to make money decisions. So how can I do better? And I think this whole thing that we're talking about is, what are some anchors, some principles that we can hold on to and then find the freedom to play and be flexible within that? There isn't, we are not moving towards rigidity. We are moving towards freedom and saying yes to those things. I think that's what's so amazing about the values-based spending is it's not about cutting extensively and depriving yourself of all of these things. It's about figuring out intentionally with the knowledge and understanding of what's coming in and what's going out and how can we say yes to the things that that mm-hmm. we love, which the flip side of that is this third thing, this another really fantastic tip, this anchor, this pillar is then drawing the line in the sand on what you don't value. So first of all, it is that this, the, the second thing that you mentioned, Jen, finding out what you value, aligning or spending around that. But then next is what don't I value and how can I ruthlessly cut and quote unquote deprive myself of those things? <laughs> but it's not actually deprivation because you don't care about those things. But what we see happening often is we will spend money mindlessly on things that we don't actually value. It's that dollar section at 
at Target. It's the going out for expensive meals with friends. It's the, and I don't know what that is. I'm not giving a list like this is everyone's list. We all have to figure that out for ourselves individually. But oftentimes we're doing things because it's been sold to us or it's that kind of cookie cutter approach of this works for most people. So it'll probably work for you. Or it's the social media telling you the next thing that you need. And this is going to make your life better and happier and more efficient. But that might not be true for you because you're your own individual. You're your own person who has different values, different needs, different ways that you want to set up life. And what works for Sally Joe Suhu down the road is not going to be the same thing that works for you. Like, for instance, I don't value vehicles. I like to get from point A to point B, but it's not a value of mine to have a luxury car. So I'm not going to have a car payment on a luxury vehicle. I don't value brand name clothing. So it's not going to be something that I'm going out with a friend for an activity to go shopping on clothing. What I do value is going out to eat. For me, I love that. So I have figured out the ways to not buy on all these other things so that I can spend on going out to eat with friends, going out to eat with my husband. That's totally different. I know you've talked about this, Jen, of you like eating, but it's not a big deal to go out. So rather than Mm -hmm. that, let's do takeout. Let's do potlucks. Let's still get together with friends, but it doesn't have to be in this one specific way. And so that's what we're talking about when we're saying identify what you value, and then allow that to also inform what you don't value so that that's the area you cut. We don't cut the areas that are the most important to us. That's like when we downsize or minimize, we think we got to go to the most special memorabilia first rather than our junk drawer. Like what? No, go to the junk drawer first. Go to the stuff that Mm -hmm. you're not using and get rid of that first before you try and hack away at the things that are most valuable for you. And just that is an amazing pivot. Like, don't cut the thing you love, cut the thing you don't love and experience <laughs> the results of that. Uh, and so that, that of course, requires, I think, a step that we often don't take. We love to talk about what makes me happy, what makes me fulfilled, what makes me this, what makes me that. Yeah, do that. And then say, what doesn't make me happy? What promised fulfillment but came up short? What tool or resource or hack was I sold? on is going to really shift the way I live my life and turns out Mm -hmm. it doesn't, then get rid of that. There's been plenty of things that I've subscribed to because a lot of my friends are doing it only to realize I don't actually like it. It was like field hockey for me. All my friends were doing field hockey in middle school. (laughs) And I was like, I just want to be with my friends. I valued my friends, but I hated field hockey. I only lasted three days. I'm like, this is, I'm out. (laughs) So it's like that. Your friend's might be doing it, but you might hate it because you can't actually hit the ball that far if the grass isn't mowed. Yeah. Or it might just be like a halfway, like not a hundred percent fulfillment of your values. So I like, this is going to sound so horrible. I like alcohol. Like I love a good cocktail and the occasional glass of wine, but I have found I don't like beer. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not a beer drinker. I like the atmosphere. I like the idea of people who drink craft beer and uh, would like to be one and have found that I don't like beer enough to be that person. So that was one of the lines in the sand for me. I'll, I'll take a good craft cocktail. I'll do the occasional glass of wine, but only at home. Like I don't like it enough to order it out, but I will not buy beer. I will not, if my friends are going to a brewery, I'll skip it, especially if I know that they're going to brunch, you know, like next month. I love brunch. (laughs) So I will, I'll skip a brewery. If I do end up there, I just won't buy anything. That has been a line in the sand for me. So that's like a small thing that like, yes, I love, you know, a a good happy hour, but the beer is just not a hundred percent fulfillment. It's like a, it's like a deceptive fulfillment of my values. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and you'll get there. It's much easier uh, to start, like a, like we said, with the 80-20 principle, with these bigger things that you know are not directly connected to your values, or you can see like directly how things are not connected to your values. Much easier to start there 
And then the more you get acquainted with yourself, because this is like a journey to self-exploration as much as it is to uh, getting control of your spending and improving your your income and investing. And it's so freeing to be able mm-hmm. to say no, to, to know yourself well enough of, I actually don't like that. So mm-hmm. I don't feel any pressure to spend on that because I'm not going to enjoy it. It is the most freeing thing to say no right. when we feel so confident in that no. Yeah, it is quite empowering and it is quite difficult because in this age, everything looks important. Everything is the next best thing. If it's working for someone else, it has to work for me. Like that is what everybody and everything is telling us. And it's just untrue. Like we need to be saying no as often as we say yes, not for deprivation, uh, but to empower ourselves to know more about ourselves. Because if you're saying yes to everything, these the most special things lose their specialness. They just become the same as everything else. In order for the things in your life that you spend money on to be very valuable, to be very special to you, you have to be saying no to as many, if not more, things by choice, not by obligation. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Talk about power, <laughs> influence, and control. Yes. Love that. Yes. The good kind of control, right. the healthy control. I love it. Yes. So, We've talked about the 80-20 principle for, you know, saving on big things and then values can help you get more focused on that 80-20 rule too. So knowing what you do value and then using that to determine what you don't value. So the last big tip that I think will help you save money in 2023 and beyond is to simplify Mm. simplify to streamline. And so if you think about it, the more complex a project is, the more time it takes to accomplish. And when that project is your life, (laughs) finances can often feel like you're just constantly spinning your wheels and getting nowhere. And I know this from experience. It is something... I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I'm sure you have felt, if not now, then there are seasons in your life where you have felt like you want to get in control of your money and you want to be better financially, but there's so much else going on uh, that is stopping you from doing that. And some of that may be mental. Some of that may be our own mental blocks, uh, but a lot of it, is actually physical things that we need to simplify or non-physical things that we need to simplify. Yeah, I love this concept of really, it's very similar to that values piece of how can we really hone in on and identify what's most important that's really going to bring a lot of clarity to where our time, energy, and attention can be going and then give the permission to cut out the other things that might just be fluff or distraction or obligation or placed on us by someone else, but we don't actually want it. This is not a quick process. This is a (laughs) self-discovery, a curiosity way with ourselves that we can learn and grow in. But I love what you're describing here that when we are able to simplify all aspects of our life, that doesn't mean we have to focus on them all at once. We can pick and choose which one we want at which times, but it can then have positive impacts on our financial situation. Like you're describing, simplifying our physical space can help us to identify what do we actually need, what's actually important to us. And then we're not then spending much money going forward on continuing to add things into our physical space or needing to spend a lot of time, energy, and attention on cleaning our physical space if it's simplified or if our processes are streamlined. It frees up our time to then go do something else that might save us money or make us money. Like There are so many benefits to this simplification process. That's not a one-size-fits-all either. It doesn't mean that your house needs to be bare of anything to call it simple, but it is a matter of what are the basics 
basics? How can I get back to the basics of what's most important to me? And then fill in the cracks around that rather than just chaos all around me, swirling in my head, swirling in my space, swirling in my schedule, but really hone in on how do I want to live life and then experiencing the benefits financially, emotionally, mentally as a result of that. Yeah. Simplification isn't necessarily elimination. Mm. Certainly it will involve that for a lot of people just because we are so overly stimulated and so overly packed in our physical space, in our schedules, our time, our digital spaces, our mental spaces. We are so packed by everything. It's very hard. And I think, I mean, if you have ever tried to meditate, (laughs) I'm not a big meditator, but I'm sure if you've ever tried it, you realize that even, even taking five minutes to simplify your thinking is almost impossible. (laughs) If that is so hard, then it sure as heck, everything else is overpacked as well. And so when we are focusing on uh, taking a year to simplify our, you know, our physical spaces to save money on all the physical products, to simplify your schedule, to save on takeout and the cleaning services and all of that stuff, to simplify our digital lives. So we make fewer online purchases. <laughs> we're paying, we're not paying to store digital files we never look at um, or subscriptions we forget that we have that we just keep paying for because we don't realize we have um, and our mental space so that we're limiting the decision fatigue that causes us to make impulsive spending decisions or emotional shopping. When, when you are focusing, when you're ticking those things off one at a time over the year, you are going to find that that saves you more money, not just in the next year, but throughout the rest of your life. And that's what really what we're going for here is we want to create opportunities where we can change habits uh, and we can change thought processes that, yeah, might save us some money now. Hopefully will save us money now. But will be those 80-20 savings routes that over 10 years will save $10,000. Mm-hmm. And maybe they only save 100 bucks in the first year, but they will compound on each other. Mm-hmm. And they're the same principles that you can take into your work life when you are trying to get raises and promotions and increase your income. It's the same philosophies that you can take into investing for a retirement uh, that create that that consistency and that kind of innate wisdom in how you invest. And so it starts, we talk about spending because we feel like that's the lowest barrier to entry. Learning how to save money, very quick, very easy, you know, much easier than opening a Roth IRA or negotiating for a raise. Like you, it's, gosh, it should be easier to open a Roth IRA. But it's very, it's quite confusing. And, And you probably can't go to your boss tomorrow to negotiate a raise successfully. But today, you can Google how to save money and you can implement a tip. Mm -hmm. Or you can take what you've learned from this episode and you can make one small change that can have a ripple effect. Yeah, because we're not just talking about saving because we don't make a lot of money. That may be some people's mm-hmm. experiences and and frugality can help in that. But it's also a lifestyle that can follow us regardless of our income because we are talking about freedom within our finances and we're talking about setting up our lifestyle, spending included in a way that aligns with our values. And that follows us throughout. So this isn't just a concept for people trying to live 
on minimum wages. This is for literally anybody at any place in Mm -hmm. career, life stage, because it goes deeper than that. I think the, the concepts of frugality touch on more than just our finances. It's that whole personhood piece, because we're talking about simplification of of mental, emotional, physical space, which, yes, has great benefits on our finances. But there's this, this whole person approach that I think we're talking about here in these overarching, bigger kind of macro level tips that are going to benefit us, not just in one purchase like a coupon could, but this entire kind of mindset shift that really aims at well-being in a lot of ways, which is why we are able to talk about this for five years on a podcast and with no end in sight, we're going to keep talking Mm -hmm. about it. Our lives have shifted. Some of our mindsets have shifted. Some of our views and perspectives on things have shifted and frugality follows us. So I just love that. Yeah. And if you want to be frugal, if you want to spend money, those things are not mutually exclusive. I think that's my biggest pet peeve uh, when talking to people is they like, oh, I love to spend money. I'm not frugal. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I love to spend money too. There are just some things I know I don't love to spend money on, and I choose to spend money on the things that I love. And so if you can't say that with confidence, then shifts can happen. Spending is a skill that you can get better at and not in the way that means you spend more uh, unless you need to, unless you're on this race to the bottom to invest 90% of your income and you need to learn how to spend a little more. It can go... It, it's for everyone. It is for those with little money. It is for those with lots of money. And it's for those in the middle which are most of us, uh, your hosts included. Our best tips for 2023 came with a solid pitch just for frugality in 2023. Mm -hmm. And you know what else is a solid pitch that you all usually swing at? And we're going to keep doing it all 2023. The The Bill of of the Week. for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Lindsay here, and I've been listening to your podcast for the last couple of months and really enjoying it. It's good to have a community of frugal friends to rely on. Um, I wanted to tell you about a bill of the week that has been really important to me over the last three months. I figured out as I started listening to your podcast that I was spending about $1,200 a month on groceries whether that was subscription meal services or whether that was just shopping at Whole Foods for all of my groceries, um, things really added up. I really revamped what I was doing, just started going to a regular old grocery store locally and really watching my spending and trying to buy in bulk. And I've gotten it down from $1,200 a month to $465 a month on average for the last three months. So that's been really exciting for our family and I wanted to share it with you. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Wow, Lindsay, that is a big cut. And that's one of the big five. It's it's amazing that we can... And, and I've heard this time and time again, especially with groceries and food, is that you think you've cut everywhere. You think you've, you think you've done it. And then you sit down and you tally everything up and you realize you're spending money that you didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And it's not even... And changing it, getting creative doesn't mean forgetting what you value. It just means getting creative with how you achieve it. 
like organic groceries can be purchased at Aldi and you don't have to go to Whole Foods for all of them. Maybe you spend a little more to go to, you know, your Publix so you can get everything in in one place. Uh, but you have choices to switch back and forth week to week, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This is a massive cut, Lindsay, 1200 a month to 465 And it sounds like it wasn't even too much of a hit to your ability to eat more so you just implementing that creativity of, oh, I could buy mm. this in bulk. I could still get the things that I want and enjoy. I just don't value spending that much money on my groceries. And to look at one of those heavy hitter categories of discretionary spending, but that's necessary. This is incredible. and But I also want to add the caveat here that this doesn't necessarily need to be the case for every person. It's not what Lindsay said, but I can I don't want people walking away thinking like oh we're just all about slicing and dicing everything for me personally my food budget well for me and Eric it's just two of us it is about a thousand dollars a month but that's what I have chosen to spend it gives me room to be able to go out to eat and go to the grocery store but when we realize that what we're spending in those categories is more than we meant to spend or we don't value actually spending in those areas then it's fantastic to look, to cut. And you did some mm -hmm. amazing, it sounds like you've got family, like uh, more than just two people in your house. And to be able to cut it that much is a huge feat. Well done, Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. If you all listening happen to slice and dice some bill, whether it's your grocery bill or your housing costs or your utility bill, or you know a person named Bill, and we love those. We love bills. I don't even think we've had an actual bill call in yet. Would love for that to happen. You know the drill. It's vague. It's fun. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. We are dying to listen to it. And now it's time for the learning round. All right. So in this week's lightning round, we're getting vulnerable. Mm. We're going deep. Jen loves vulnerability. I love it. I love protection. We, I, I, I'm not going to say anything about protection. We are sharing our 2023 financial goals. And if we ever do replay this episode, I can't wait for us to revisit these and and talk about the season that we were in when we were talking about these goals. Because we've been talking about that for a while. I know. Anytime we do a recap on goals or things we hope to accomplish, we're mm. usually a little bit disappointed. So I really hope that doesn't happen with this one. The end is in sight, though. Um, yeah. Here we go. Yes. You all know it. If you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you could fill in the blanks on my answer. But or just one. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Day. For those of you who knows yeah. one episode. For those of you who are just tuning in, this is your very first Frugal Friends exposure. Welcome. Eric and I bought a house in Florida two years ago. It needed a lot of work. We have, over the last almost two and a half years now, been renovating it. The very first thing we said that this house needed was a kitchen. The kitchen was literally falling apart. Two and a half years in. A dumpster fire. Yeah, Jen loves to call it a dumpster fire. I don't disagree with her. (laughs) Two and a half years in, I still do not have a kitchen. And that's not for lack of trying. We have blood, sweat, and tears it over here. Is tears a verb? I'm making it one. I know. And then they've had to paint over the tear stains. And the blood stains. Yeah. I know. And we've done a lot of work. It all has made sense. I'm going to spare you all the details, but we've been cash flowing all of these renovations. That's part of it. We've been doing the renovations ourselves, literally with our blood, sweat, and tears. Airbnb and kitchen is what we are working on in our home. And I anticipate, it is my hope, that we will pay for and complete both of those major renovations, adding an Airbnb to our home and completing the kitchen. And by the way, that is one of those big five, that kind of 80-20 principle with our house. When we look at housing costs, one of the things is how can we cut costs on our housing? But another thing is how can we make money? on our housing. And so we've got a spot in our house with a separate entrance that's essentially like a hotel room, full bath, bedroom, that we will Airbnb out. We live very close to the water. We've got kayaks. We really hope people give us their money to stay here. And so that's the hope. The financial goal is to cash flow that, get it finished, get short-term renters and make money and at least recoup the cost of that part of the renovation is what I hope happens in 2023. What about you, Jen? Yes. Uh, Similar. So yes, we took another on the 80-20 approach housing. So our last year, 2022 goal was to get an income property. And after a lot of sweat and tears and potentially blood because there were times where I was going to punch somebody. (laughs) We did get a home, but it was not an investment property per se. So we left our home that we lived in and got another home that we now live in that is a fixer-upper, but is large enough to split to make the back half an Airbnb, but we're going to go for the midterm rental. It's a 2-1. So we're targeting like traveling nurses, snowbirds, students, that sort of thing, because we're we're very close to a a university. So we have been working on that since we purchased this house in May. Uh, It makes me sad sometimes because we left a fully renovated, beautiful home that I loved and moved into this place with lots of wallpaper. Wallpaper that I found out very quickly, I personally cannot remove because I am pregnant and there's lead-based paint underneath. Oh, no. So, (laughs) yeah, there are so few things I can do and they whittle down and down and down. Uh, So... I am hoping that we will have this rental area done and rented out very soon uh, because we are renting out our old home. That is a rental property and we are making income on that. And with the income from the back half rental, that should cover both mortgages. So we will be mortgage payment free when that happens. So it's really, it was really a case of getting creative uh, with, okay, I, how do I, I mean, I'm okay with the amount of square footage I have. A three, two is great for me. So I don't want to reduce there. So now what can I do to reduce my mortgage payment? Well, this is something 
I can do. Uh, so, so that it's just a constant. Th- there will never be a time where you master saving money. There will always be ways of getting creative to do it. And not everything is right for every person. Mm. Uh, But you don't know that until you try. Like I am not a real estate investor. I have found, I have learned that that is not something that I'm going to be doing to optimize my income further. Once we are done with with this, I think I'm done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm certainly glad I did it because it's going to, yeah, I'm not going to make money from real estate, but it's going to cover my mortgage. Yeah. And that's good enough for me. That's good. I'll make money in different ways and I'll save money in different ways after this. Uh, so that's the biggest goal for this year. And uh, having a baby in March. Yay! If uh, Hopefully having a baby in March and to not go bankrupt. I know I can't <laughs> really control that, the what it costs. Um, but... And, you know, so it's not really a goal. It's just a hope that everything goes well. But we are planning for that in March. Man, I hope this was inspiring to anyone who's listened and stuck with us this long to make your own goals. What are your financial goals for 2023? If you need help with that, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover. That's a free week-long opportunity to really get focused and get some clarity on what you want your 2023 to look like. Mm -hmm. We know it's not going to look like ours. So identify it for yourself. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Many of you know we also have a private community where we do monthly money challenges. We offer accountability groups. It's a whole thing where we like gamify finances and get to chat with other frugal friends. It's awesome. We want to shout out to one of our members for a big win recently, Vanessa. She shared, one thing I love about being more conscious of marketing tactics, you can give credit to the marketing team, but resist the urge of making impulse purchases. A greenhouse nearby organized a scavenger hunt for kids. They were getting free herbs as a prize. That's fun. But parents had to walk every single aisle with their kids to find the hidden objects. I thought to myself, well done. Nice marketing tactic. I do want to buy all the plants and decorations around me, but I didn't because I get most of my plants for free on my Buy Nothing group and I have enough Christmas decorations. (gasps) Vanessa, talk about (laughs) knowing yourself, being wise Mm -hmm. to the marketing tactics, spending on what you want, saying no to the rest. This is the epitome of what we've Mm -hmm. described. And Vanessa has been a longtime Frugal Friends listener, and she is a member, and she knows all this stuff, and she is becoming expert. Well done, Vanessa. Yes, I love that. That marketing is not the enemy, but it is a tool that can be used against you if you don't know how it works. And just knowing how it works can have you taken advantage of free herbs for your kids uh, without spending money you don't need. So congrats, Vanessa. Thank you all for listening. If you want to check out this monthly challenge, if it sounds interesting to you, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. You can see what challenge we have coming up next, if it's going to be helpful for you. Check it out. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Twenty twenty three, Jan. Big hopes. Big, big, big hopes. Big, big hopes for my. I mean, children. They're going to be a family of four mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three. Yes, we are going. I'm going from one son to two sons. You think? We'll find out in March. I think. Well, I've seen the ultrasound. It could be more than one. It could be female. Nope. I mean. Could be koala. Mm, Part koala. not how science works, Jill. (laughs) It's not how science works. Just saying. We never know till we can Some- see it with our eyes. And then sometimes you can see it with your eyes and know. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I can't wait to meet that little nugget. Either way, it's going to be a nugget. I know. I can't wait till he has a name. 
<laughs> That'll come. That'll come when, when you see him. Yeah, maybe. I hope it's before then. <laughs> if all else, I mean, we always have Bill. Oh, he would be the Bill of the century. We'd, we'd mm-hmm. probably get away with, like, we'd do away with the segment and just shout out your son every week. Oh, we would never. I know, never I know, I know, I know, segment. I know. Never. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 